makes me uncomfortable podcast where we discuss all the things that make us uncomfortable i'm your co-host Alura, and i'm your other co-host jade it's that time of year where that big ass moon comes out and it's lunar new year and we're celebrating with our first ever guest a moment that will live in infamy i mean history uh, when we started brainstorming potential guests to have on this podcast this person was always at the top of our list. From their natural charisma, their commanding presence, and overall superstardom, <laughs> we knew that they would be the perfect first guest to start off our show. So without further ado, we have Mr. Tane Tei over here. How we doing, everybody? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get uncomfortable. Let's, let's, let's do the things. Ooh, that voice is like silky sheets. What do you want to tell the listeners about yourself, Tane? Is there anything that listeners who don't know you, and let's be honest, probably everybody listening knows you, but for those who don't in the listening universe, what do they? What do you want them to know about you? If you are watching this and you don't know me, you're probably not from Oceanside, not trying to be that guy, but... But um, just come say what's up, man. Like, come come pull up on the P. That, like, you know what I mean? Show some love. It's, it's nothing but that. And I would be happy to be, for me, oh, I saw you on, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I'm Tony. Nice to meet you. It would be really cool to, for me, have that interaction. So if you don't know me, come say what's up. Come figure out what I'm about. And, yeah, that's, that's all I want. Yeah. Well, yeah, intro. If you're listening to the audio version of this, then you don't see that Tane is naked. And so if you come up and say hi, you might get to see that as well. So that's a little incentive, a little a carrot. I mean, a big carrot just dangling there as incentive. <laughs> the dangling carrot is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Allura and I like to start this podcast about us because it's always very uncomfortable to talk about your relationships with people in front of everyone else. So what is your origin story with us, Tane? How do you know us? How did you get that deep privilege and honor? Okay, so I'm going to start with Auntie Jane. Auntie Jane is the coolest mother lover on the GD planet. Um, she was my English professor at Blank. Uh, college. Uh, I with, love yeah. Blank College. Go uh, Blanks. <laughs> shout out Blank College. Go Blanks. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, she's just the coolest human being ever. Um, I like super like resonated with her style of teaching and that just made me want to like be close to her and be like able to just talk to her, not even just about school stuff, but like personal stuff because she has like a really like unique and what's the word, uh, like, true, um, you know, perspective on life, where it's not the, not the, uh, yeah, they can't, they can't see that, after. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, perspective on life, and it was really great to be able to call her my auntie and be like, hey, auntie, like, 
I got some funny stuff to tell you and she was like, give it to me raw and like how I should, you know what I mean, go about things. So that's Nancy J. She's cool. That's, that's, I'm allowed to cuss on her. Um, yeah, and I'm actually okay. super glad that you said you like me because I give it to you raw. I've always wanted someone to say that about me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a, didn't think about it before I said it out loud situation. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. And then with Miss Allura Renee, the, the one and only, you know what I mean? It's one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, I had a, or she was a, the liaison. So she was like not a student and not a teacher, but like the middle ground between the two. So she was more of like a staff worker, but I didn't know that. So she was in the class and whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe kind of uh, like, okay, what's up? Mama, you feel me? And she all like bubbly and cute and all that. So I was like, oh yeah, like, for me, let me, uh, let me go ahead and say hello. Uh, and then that's kind of <laughs> exactly what happened. And I was like uh, late to the one of NCJ's classes during COVID, so we were doing it all online. I was like, "Hey, can you send me the QR code to the class QT? Two letters, <laughs> two letters. Not, not. Oh, baby, oh, you're, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like I wasn't you for me doing all that. I wasn't doing all that. I just the two letters just to send out the vibe check, see what she was feeling, and she was not feeling it. Not feeling it. Super not feeling it." Uh, I guess I got screenshotted and sent in the group chat. Um, <laughs> super embarrassing. Uh, yeah, got screenshotted and sent in the group chat. These damn Samoans keep calling me cute and beautiful, and this needs to stop because this is a professional setting. So then at the end of the class, when I finally got in, and by the way, she sent the link, no response. Like, whatever. I don't even think you sent the link, actually. I found it myself. Good job, Liaison. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the class, I think it was Kat, the dog, was it her or somebody else? Or Christine. It was one of the the OG oh big heads, and and they were like, they were like, I just want to make an announcement really quickly that we need to respect the staff members, and if and if you guys aren't treating them with, with like respect and professionality, wooty wooty whoop. And I'm like, God damn, like. I, I said she was cute, like two letters, like and y'all on my head, like that's so crazy. <clears throat> but yeah, and then we became best friends, like after we finally got to meet each other, because she's the life of the party, and I like to consider myself uh, the party. So um, yeah, we became besties. We became besties. For the... <laughs> we became besties line, for the rest of you. That was that was a good line. Hey, it was much actually, better than QT. Off the dome. Off the dome. Wow. That's how I do it. That is I slick. Even... It was slick, wasn't it? Yeah, the queen has met her king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. She's tight. And, yeah, that's one of my best friends. She's never told me I'm her best friend, but that's one of my best friends. Oh, well, she never will. I don't care. She knows what time it is with me. Did you know one time we were hanging out... <clears throat> And I was, I like, like, it was a really weird and awkward moment, but I was like, hey, Alert, like, you know, I love you. Like, not like I'm not in love with you, but I love you. Like, as a human being, like, I want what's best for you in the world. And like, I care about you and with you, with you. And she was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do respond to that situation is like, yeah, and I love you too. It's funny. Like, you're, you know, one of my close people in my life. Yeah, I know. 
Okay. Yeah. You're really bad at expressing your love for me, but I love you too, bro. I love you I so much, Tade. The uncomfortability of your inability to say I love you back. Is... We all know she struggles with those things. The L word. It's a trigger word. It is, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that little story pretty much sums up your relationship and who you guys are. So that's that's perfect. We're besties. Yeah. And I, I really like how the story led from flirtation to public humiliation to best friends. <laughs> that's how it should go. That's like kind that's of the, the best unique story, and really. most... Yeah. yeah, a full circle it's, moment. It's a true one. Yes. So, um, Tane, you said uncomfortability, and that is my rant for this episode. We're called the This Makes Me Uncomfortable podcast. And I've noticed in the past couple of years, people have started saying uncomfortability. And I know yada yada, language is always an evolution. We're changing, uh, whatever. But uncomfortability is an unnecessary word it's discomfort really yeah you're either you're uncomfortable or the noun is discomfort and i hate to be the english teacher who gets her panties in a knot over every little thing but where did uncomfortability come from why do we need it why did we need to merge the nounness with the uncomfortableness and that truly makes me uncomfortable so it was actually perfect that you said that so Anyone listening who's saying uncomfortability, you're on the wrong side of history. So your uncomfortable okay. adjective or it's discomfort. Noun. Period. Done. Stop making up bullshit words. So, Allura, what's making you uncomfortable today? <laughs> we need a t-shirt for that. <clears throat> I loved the rant. It was very great. Um... Well, I've been kind of struggling with something recently. I've been more conscious about it. Um, but it's the fact that <laughs> I like to, uh, for all the like Vampire Diary fans out there, you know, when vampires like turn their humanity switch off, I feel <laughs> like I am living with my humanity switch off. She has no feelings, you guys. I, like, know that I should have them, and I know I need to fake it to continue living normal life in current civilization, but I don't have any feelings. Um, And honestly, I'm okay with it for the most part because, like, she's living life. She's living her best, right? But there's, like, some instances where I should and I don't. And I don't know when it got turned off. I don't know if it's always been turned off. So that's my kind of like uncomfortable story I have for you. Well, that's been our podcast, everyone. Have a great day. (laughs) Okay, wait. So I think we need to delve into this a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because let, let's really make you uncomfortable, because if you're claiming you, you're not feeling anything, we really need to, to work on this. Right. You know, we need to, to chisel the ice cube a little bit. Are there certain feelings that have turned off and other ones remain, or is it completely numb? Okay, so I thought it was like I was just turned off to all like the negative emotions, 
Hmm. But no. It's unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's to everything. It's like to joy and love and happiness and <laughs> but I'm fine really right before the bunny carcasses are found in the backyard yeah. oh I'm fine <laughs> that's that's honestly scary to me yeah it's great so, <laughs> Tane what do you think we should do about this how do we help Olora I do not know dude and like I'm, I don't know if it's me personally or if I come from a family that's just very, like, uh, feely, touchy, like, not, well, boss, time out. <laughs> not feely, really touchy, but, like, very in out. tune with our feelings. I, I'm not thinking about what I say before I say it. I'm just learning it out. But y'all know about you know, y'all know And please, please remember, um, Tane, you are naked. So when you say things like that, it comes off a little different. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm seeing it now, damn it. <laughs> But let's. I'm just. I'm. I'm just gonna keep saying it. Please do. And yeah. It's just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. My family is come like my family and like all the people I surround myself with are very in tune with their emotions and the fact that like, uh, Lara's like could like watch the most beautiful moment happen like a proposal at the beach and like happen in front of her and she's just like like unfazed like that's concerning because like. Like that's not very human, like very much. Yeah, and like as her bestie, like I've heard some stories about how she's just been unaffected and unattached, and that's worrisome. (laughs) That's like that's rooted in some shit. Like we need to figure that shit out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, what do we do with Alura? That should be a whole episode. What do we do about Allura? And it's like just a live intervention. That'd be great. Yeah. It would probably Mm -hmm. be the longest episode ever because it's going to take so long to crack her. Yeah. It's a four part series. Because I feel like if I ever went into therapy, I feel like I would just tell the therapist what they want to hear. Mm hmm. See, that's a problem of your intelligence because you're very smart and you can figure things out. You know where things are going. So you can kind of maneuver and navigate through systems like that. And that's a very hard place to be because you end up feeling alone, like no one can really connect with you or understand you or, or get through. So it's all these defenses that you build up to survive and to make you strong. And Allura, you're very good at a lot of things. Like you're a boss bitch, right? Like hashtag boss bitch. Um, but people applaud you and celebrate you for being like that. So it's hard to like let that go and, and be vulnerable. So it, it sometimes takes, I don't know, something significant to happen to kind of crack through those defenses you've built up because you're quite a fortress my lady thanks so much yeah so I think we just um realized that I'm a sociopath um so that's that's the episode thank you well if I have all of the serial killer powerpoints are kind of pointing in that direction a little bit yeah (laughs) I'm just trying so how's your collection of teeth going (laughs) That's a family inside joke. <clears throat> Wait, okay, your... so now let's get to the root of this, though. Um, <laughs> it's either family related or relationship related. So let's dig. Let's 
hit one of these until something pops out. Okay. Auntie, do you want to ask the relationship and then I'll ask the family? Because I, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't care. Um, tell us about your, like, relationship, your last relationship, and, like, how your emotions were for that. Like, were you a normal human being then? Or were you, like, still, like, low-key sociopathic, like... Yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel because I know that I am I have an avoidant attachment style. I'm like fearful avoidant and also like dismissive avoidant. So I feel I don't know what that means. Can you explain that? please? So like fearful. Let me type it like I know dismissive is like you crave human like connection, but I think you're either afraid to like let people in or um or like you like look down on like those who are dependent on other people and then like fearful avoidant let me just so i'm not making things up yeah we want to make sure everything we do on this podcast is medically sound and correct because uh, I'm the queen of screenshots, okay? You have to know what you're talking about. Um, so a person with a fearful avoidant attachment may fear closeness and intimacy, but at the same time feel like they need and heavily rely on support and care of others. You went into academic voice and you lost me, I'm not going to lie. But, but long story short, like, was it him or was it your dad? Like in your mom? Like what? What happened? Like where? Where did it? Where did it start? Let's figure that out. <laughs> no, it's probably definitely deeply rooted, root, deeply rooted in childhood. Obviously. Okay. Yeah, then that, no, that's. Like, I'm not gonna. You're a lost cause on that one, you know, G. Because like, if it was a relationship, no. like you get another relationship, it'd be fine. But like, like if it's your parents, bro, like, oh yeah, that's good luck, Charlie. Can you imagine Tani as a therapist? He's like, ooh, that scares me. You're a lost cause. Sorry, bitch. And your hour's up. Good luck figuring that out. Yeah, he's like, fuck your dad. Sorry. Um, no, but okay. So so here's the thing that I think, Alora. I know that you're feeling like you're feeling like you don't feel, which is understandable, but that's a temporary part of your life where maybe there's not relationships or things going on professionally that feel challenging or or stimulating for you. But what I know of you, even though you say, Oh, I feel nothing. I'm watching Tani eat a banana and I'm just dead outside. Okay. Tony, you know, like there's a lot of like innuendos going on in my screen, and I don't like it. Like, I'm, I'm, a lot of things going on over here. In traditional Pacific Islander culture, they lick the banana before eating it. I'm surprised you don't know that. Um. I'm a, I'm a whitewash them on. I eat my bananas like this. Oh, you cut it with a knife and fork. First, okay. Let's not get started on the white people who are cutting pizza with a knife and fork to eat. That makes me, that's super uncomfortability so right uncomfortable. But anyway, back to emotions. Okay, so what I know of you is that even though you're saying that you don't feel these things, 
I can see the love that you put out to the people around you. And I see mm. the love that showered back to you. It's, it's reciprocated. So I know you mm. have that in your life and you have the wherewithal and the, the, what do they call it? The emotional intelligence or what have you to know that there's something that's not sitting just right now. And there's something more that you want. So I think you're way ahead of the game in terms of like this sociopath joke that we're making. We're not seriously saying that, but I, I empathize with you. I feel like, you know, cause we have the same <laughs> disturbing psychological results. When we take these online surveys, we are the same style. Um, so I feel like I've been in those positions before like feeling like you do like on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and a little bit yesterday too um but but I think uh, we just have to be okay with knowing that it's temporary and as our life changes those feelings will change too they'll rise and fall just like everything else so what do you hope to happen with this what what emotions do you miss feeling the most um probably like love and excitement and joy (laughs) fucking insane dude that's the greatest sound bite right there (laughs) followed by the laugh (laughs) (laughs) so okay what was the last what was the last thing that made you feel excited or joyful? That's <laughs> it's the silence for me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so maybe th- this is a part of your life where you're going to be exploring new things that will bring you joy that maybe you haven't before because you've accomplished a lot lately in terms of your education, your career. Um, and you have this huge network of people who love you and have all these very diverse interests. So there's lots of avenues for you and, and time and freedom now to go explore new things. So joy is still possible. As your elder, I'm telling you, you're not a lost cause, like Tane said. That's just the banana talking. Yeah, sure. You need a hobby or something. That's what it sounds like. You need to, like, take up photography or fucking kite flying at the beach or some shit because, like... The fact that you couldn't answer when was the last time you were happy. <laughs> oh, that's not okay, honey. That's not okay. It's so sure. funny, too, that Tawny recommended that you fly kites at the beach. I would pay a million dollars to see Allura by herself flying fucking kites. You already see me cussing up a storm and being so impatient the entire time. I would be so upset. <laughs> I could see you for sure flying a kite. The one thing I couldn't see you doing is the beginning part where you, like, have to run and shit. That would be so funny to watch you, like, run with the kite and fucking throw that shit in the air and it's not going. And then you have to keep trying. And, like, the little eight-year-old kid next to you flying the kite already been had his shit up. Like, that would be fucking hilarious. Allura would be so mad at the sand and the wind and the sea. Just, like, all the natural elements. Yeah. It's just... It would be a sight to behold. Her against the but once that motherfucker's up there, though, that shit's fun. You're just like you're just staring at you're it. Just in your own little world. You're... I just don't get the. No, oh my god, you fucking kill the joy out of everything. You're <laughs> like it's the environment, <laughs> and the world, and shit. 
sorry. But this could be our goal that, I mean, it's a Lunar New Year time. So it's a nice time to start making goals for things that we can try this year. So Alura, what's one new thing that you want to try? Fuck the kite flying, but what's like an actual adult thing that you want to try this year? Um, I want to uh, travel more. Where do you want to go? Everywhere. Any place that has so like food, Fresno? you know? Because food uh-huh. is like the Good one food. thing that like, I think that's what gives me joy. Mm-hmm. You're a foodie. You know, you do love food. So, okay. So what's your favorite foodie type girl. of food? What countries like are really important? You don't like what? Don't make me do this. I can't choose. I don't discriminate when it comes to food. I'm obsessed. Tani, where where should she go for good food? We need to make some concrete, specific goals for our Miss Sociopath over here. Uh, she knows my favorite two spots, and she's 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 already fucked it up over there. So fucked it up in terms of like she's already been there. So I don't have any new spots to recommend to her. Um, no, but we're talking like countries in the world, okay? So like oh, you talking about food spots. I'm sorry. Destinations. So. She if, would if, she would go so crazy in Europe, like I kind of that's a basic one, but I don't really care. Like I could see the Instagram pictures going crazy right now. Like she would have herself a time, but you need to bring like someone with you. I don't want you going out there by yourself. Like definitely bring a friend or something. Tell like Tuba to come with you or something. Yeah, Europe will, Tuba will protect that, you against sure. Germans and stuff. Well, good. The, so the damn Nazis. <laughs> pick, Allura, pick a place where you want to try the food and that could be something to look forward to and then you can enjoy all the culinary delights and feel joy again okay you're not gonna do it are you no, i can not. see it in um well we've talked about <laughs> me long enough yes tani what's making you uncomfortable Ooh, i'm ready for this um facebook bruh don't tag me in Facebook pictures. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm getting older. Don't do it. It's not It's not happening. Retire it, if anything. Matter of fact, text it to me. Just text me. Oh, here's a picture that we took last night. Like, I don't want Uncle Alfie and Uncle and aunties and uncles and aunties and uncles tagged you in it. No, we don't need it. It's okay. Um, damn, I had another one, but I forgot it. Um... This is random. Auntie, can we like schedule a, a like a time where me and Alaric come up there and like we go to dinner or something? Because I want to hang out with you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's what I was thinking about. I wanted to say it before I forgot it. Speaking of old ass geriatrics who are tagging me on Facebook, Auntie, I want to take you to the applesauce and oatmeal restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can go. But to yes, I would love that. Somebody. Now stay on task, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. My, 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 yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, something else that makes me uncomfortable is one time I was hanging out with. I don't know if this is gonna translate in the screen, but like I was hanging out with. She drank like a lot of wine, a lot, a lot. <laughs> And then we're and then we're talking about no feelings and you know like coping mechanisms are starting to come in my head. Um, words like <laughs> words like substance abuse are starting to float around. I'm just kidding. you're not a substance abuser, but but the whole bottle of matua to to yourself like was that 
Was that what really? Do you mean? Was that really necessary? Like, what's, what's that? <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. I, I, I don't like. Does it make you uncomfortable, sir? Yes. Do you feel attacked? Matua is my personality. Okay. Because of my personality. She likes the antioxidants in the grapes. It keeps her skin looking fresh. Exactly. And Tane, let's not open up this can of worms. You have a story or two about mimosas, perhaps? Oh, yeah. I'm or a... barfing mimosas. Oh, how the turntables? I am a menace at bottomless mimosas, as a fact. Yeah, I'm a menace. So, pointing fingers, mm-hmm. kettle, pot, mm, mm. all the things. Got me. <laughs> and I am also hungover right now, so. So there you go. We're all damaged. We're all hurting inside. <laughs> and Tane never become a therapist. Mm-hmm. I think broadcast journalism go there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's not my lane for sure. Okay, so um, listeners, you may have noticed that Tane is just a master of language. Oh my god, do you guys know the hip hop star? Well, he was kind of a star, not really, but it was a long time ago, <laughs> maybe like twenty years ago. And he, his MC name was Cunning Linguist, you know, like the oral sex act. Right. Mm-hmm. So Tony is a cunning linguist. <laughs> I've never been called that before. I like it. And um, in our circle, in our family, Tony regularly stumps us with some of the words and phrases that he drops. And we all just kind of nod and smile. <laughs> And see, that's a great point, Tane. I love your perspective. Tell me more. <laughs> but a lot of us, regardless of age or geographical location of where we grew up, are stumped. And so Tane is really quite the ever-evolving dictionary of language. And so, Tane, we wanted to start what will hopefully become a regular segment on this podcast mm-hmm. when we're big and famous and everybody's just throwing gold coins at us, doubloons, I think they call them for our um, our episodes. We want to have Tane's word of the day. The <laughs> 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 rhyming is popular. <laughs> so what's a word or a phrase right now that's really meaningful or useful to you that you want to teach our listeners about? Okay. I got I got I got two for you. I got two. The first one is universal. You can say it to anybody and everybody, and you won't get beat up or anything. I believe it originates in the Bay. We got to give credit to where credit's due. Ism. I Z Ism. Ism. Okay. Ism. I've been stumped with having to try to explain this to numerous amounts of white people before, and I'm not really good at explaining what it is. But I'm gonna try again right now. You guys aren't white, but obviously, you know, I don't really. I'm not gonna explain what it is, what it is, but it's kind of like I'm more like better at finding like synonyms for it. It's like it's your swagger, it's your it's it's the sauce, like it's it's how you carry yourself, how you breathe, like how you just be who you are. It's the ism, like like it could also be fashion too. You know what I mean? Like the word kind of is is fluid. It could mean a lot of different things. So like. Oh, hey, bro, you see Brody's fit over there? Like, oh, yeah, that's it. Like, oh, his ism, you feel me? Like, he rocking with that ism. Like, uh, the way people talk, the way, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's just kind of the way you carry yourself, like, swagger and stuff. If I have to explain what ism is to you, you have no ism. 
except for you guys. But in terms of like, <laughs> I, I guess more so like guys, like with with like dudes and stuff. Like if you don't if you don't know what ism is, you ain't got none. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the ism. So it's like their essence or their energy. Uh, yeah, that they sure. Do. I like it. Sure. Uh, now I want I want to challenge Perhaps their mama. <laughs> I want to challenge both of you to use it in a sentence. You're out and about, and I need to hear both of you say "ism" just to like make sure we grasp the concept. I I think that was a really great explanation. Can you use it in a sentence that you would casually use so that we have an example, so that when we see you next time, we can make yeah. commentary on your "ism." <laughs> All right, so boom, the homies pop out. We're at we're at Carlsbad Village. Real regular Friday. I'm dripping. Sauce down, you feel me? Fly flies to the highest, and I'm walking. And then the homie from the side is like, "Hey, bro, hey, you looking good, bro? You looking, you feel me? You looking fly?" And I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I got that." Is I'm just kidding, fuck. <laughs> that that wasn't a good example, fuck. But like, damn. I was like, "What kind of establishment are you going into?" <laughs> That was the longest, like, failed explanation. That's fucking hilarious to me. Um, damn. Okay, okay. I guess, like, I guess, like, me and my homie right here are talking about bro over there, and like, hey, like, that fool looks fly. Like, yeah, but that's isn't like, like, you feel me? Like, hey, look at the way he's rocking. You feel me? The cleats, which would be his shoes, or like, whatever, like. Fit he got going on like ism like that's some ism right there like ooh type. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Me and Laura are gonna work it into the rotation. Yes. Yeah. Please. please. We'll send you voice memo like examples just like in case that. we get just so we know we get it right. Comment comment on my Instagram pictures like when I post the Instagram pictures you'd be like this guy's got some this guy's got some ism on him. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do it wrong though. I'm just gonna take pictures of white people that I see on the street, and I'll be like, "This gentleman's khakis are really the ism." <laughs> no, that's exactly gonna kill the word. Like when you start talking about white people, it's gonna kill the word. Okay. Exactly, I am a killer of words, a killer no. of love and magic. <laughs> that makes me not want to share the stuff. Well, share the isms with you. Well, I really liked hearing about that. This is an educational podcast. It's yeah. basically etymology hour here. Yeah. Quite literally. All right. Are we ready for yeah. the second Laura's one? Gonna can, can, I, uh, can I do the second one? I, it's going to be yes, just wait. as long as the first one. The story is going to be. Can't wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to try to rush you this one. Jirius. Originated in San Diego. There are a group of rappers who, for I'm sure rappers. most people should know this. Like <laughs> most people should know, like Bloods be like instead of serious, they'll say Beerious. Um, Crips will like replace C's with B's and say whatever fucking Crips say. I don't even know. But um, there's a group of rappers and they go by like Siete Gang from Dago. And they put G's in front of everything. That's their that's their ism, like G, like oh you G me, like you feel me, like oh you G me, or uh, oh I just G'd bro at the store, like I just seen bro at the store. Um, and 
it's not so much gang related. It's just like it's ism. Like that's just what it is. Like you feel me? So I would be kind of careful with that one. Like I wouldn't just say that like in the trenches. Like if you say that around white people, no one's gonna care. But like if you say it, like in the hood, like people might be like, what the like what the fuck did you say? But anyways, um, Jirius is is my one. Like Bloods say Berius, but the homies but uh like we we've adapted their lingo from Dego up here in North County and we started saying it just kinda as a joke. Not so much as a joke, but just oh no, it's kinda funny to us. So we just like, oh bro, like that's so serious. Like, oh uh, like you seen Shorty at the at the club. I don't know, Shorty was serious, like doing too much here. Uh, but yeah, that's a funny that's a funny one I like to say. I see the I see the I see it clicking for you right now as you go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. So if I casually drop Jirius, is that me claiming some kind of gang no, inclusion? No ma'am, membership? no ma'am, not gang related. Um, just there's these, just like I said, it's just a group of rappers that like just started saying G's instead of B's or C's because because they're not gang related. So like instead of like, but they're playing upon like a gang convention of Bloods and Crips yes. changing. Them. Yes. Okay. So they're making it their own. Yeah. Okay. And that and, and in that way, it kind of takes away the power of like. Like when normal bloods be like, oh, beerus, 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 like just being able to like throw a G instead of a B or a C, it's like everybody can do that, and it's and that's like not gonna get you shot in the club for saying it type shit. Like I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, look, I kind of like that. Look at this. Like look at this cool thinker. Look. look at this thinker right here. Look at the side. Look at look, look, look at the side head tilt. Just. Hi. Yeah. Can you give us an example of when you would use it? Um, <laughs> besides the ones that I just gave, like, um, if, I don't know, like, me and the homie are chilling right here. Um, we have the third homie on the way. He gets in a car accident, God forbid. He, oh he hits God. us up like, oh, bro, I just got in a jerious situation. Situation, that's varsity level. Uh, but jerious situation. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's pro. That's I need to slow it down. But I just got in a jerious situation. Like jerious is just like, hey, that was jerious. Like, bro, you're doing too much. Like you're being jerious. Like type. Like I don't really know. I I just keep saying the same sentences over and over again. I don't know if you're <laughs> like picking up what I'm putting down, but it's clicking. It it's just gonna take some time. Yeah, I would love to hear the both of you say jerious. That would be that like it makes my heart happy to hear it. Like. It cross over into academia. It's hilarious to me. I'm just gonna post the most ridiculous pictures of my dogs wearing costumes and just be like, "This ism is jerious." <laughs> <laughs> I want to take it real suburban. Yeah, this ism. And when is the rappers jerious. are like, "Hey, you you can't um, culturally appropriate that," I'll be like, "Language is evolving, sir." Mm-hmm. It's serious. It's there it is. <laughs> I loved that. I love that. Okay, so we have some business to take care of Ooh. because it's Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year is all about making changes, saying goodbye to the last shitty year, which I feel like 2022 left everyone kind of down in the dumps mentally, physically, just spiritually, everything. So I think a lot of people are looking forward to this year. And 
Um, a lot of people refer to it as year of the rabbit. And I say to you, you are a colonizer because that's more of a Chinese thing, year of the rabbit. And I think Korea and Japan, those who celebrate there call it rabbit. But for me as a Vietnamese American, we call it year of the cat. Why? I'm not really sure. I don't think there's a lot of rabbits in Vietnam. Maybe that's it. Or maybe we're just the kind of people who are like, fuck you, we're going to be different. Meow. And so they made it the cat. Um, so either animal that you call it, I think cats and rabbits are cute. Yeah. Do you guys like cats and rabbits? I don't like animals. Yes. So yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Well, that'll That'll be easy when you move to the small animal killing phase of your totally. your mental health. <laughs> um, but they're both really aggressive animals. Like cats are bitchy, right? We know that. They hate mm-hmm. us. And my mom used to tell me that cats would suck your breath at night to steal your soul. Ooh. So that's got to be true. And rabbits, my aunt used to have pet rabbits and they would literally peel each other's fur and skin off. Um, in the middle of mating season because they would just get so aggressive with their hormones you know the saying oh they fuck like rabbits that's that's murder so i'm interested to talk about this because allura i was waiting for it i was waiting for it i was like wow Um, and so in Asian, various Asian countries, the astrology gets real specific. You know, like we have fat calendars of onion skin thin pages where every day is predicting, you know, should you get a haircut today? Should you wash your car today? Like it details everything based on your signs, not only the year you were born, but the day, the hour, everything. So it really breaks it down. And that's something I struggled with growing up because it felt like everything was destined for you. Like everything was already predicted and controlled and you would just have to follow whatever system was telling you, you know, this is what's best for you. So I struggle with that a little bit, but it's kind of fun to play with, especially because Allura, our beloved Allura, her lucky year, the year that you were born, when it comes around every 12 years, it's supposed to be lucky for you. So I really want to talk to you guys about this. Do you believe in astrology, whether it's the, you know, the Pisces and all the American stuff or the Asian stuff with the different years of animals? Do you believe in that? Do you follow horoscopes? Do you feel like you want to know someone's sign before you hook up with them? Like how much does astrology factor into your belief system? I know for me, I don't really follow it. I just know what my sign is. And like, if I ever see something, I'll like read my sign, but it doesn't really hold any weight. Um, Do you feel like it's usually pretty accurate when you read about your sign? But like, I feel like at least with like the American version of astrology or the Western version, it, I just feel like it's general and it can really just tailor to any person at any one time. Um, so I just don't really care about it at all. What about you, Tony? I would say horoscopes to me are kind of like 
not to be a Debbie Downer, but like religions where it's like, oh, if that's what you believe in and that makes you happy, like do your thing, bro. Like, uh, you got nothing to do with me. One of my favorite things to do is when you meet a girl and she asks you, oh, what's your sign? I lie. So then as soon as she's like, as soon as she's like, oh, you're a Pisces? Yeah, I can tell. And I'm like, bitch, psych. I'm not even a fucking Pisces. Like, in your face. And then and then I'll tell her, and she'll be like, that was so Sagittarius of you. And I'm like, you just said, like, you just, like, all right, dude. But, like, yeah. That's my. Opinion. Yeah, it does seem really. It feels like another thing that people cling on to to be lazy about getting to know one another. Like, instead of getting to know you as a complex person, they're like, oh, what a Sagittarius, blah, blah, blah. And to prove that point, this one website says year of the rabbit characteristics. So listen up and see if this sounds like Allura. They have soft and tender personality traits. They keep a modest attitude and maintain a pleasant relationship for people to be around. They're not irritated easily. And also avoid quarrels as much as possible. <laughs> That's the exact opposite of me in every single yeah. way. <laughs> I love when you said not irritated easily. I love immediately how Tony just shook his head. No, she's yes. super irritated. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a constant state of irritation. Very much so. Yeah. So I think it's just funny. I'm year of the pig. And so people will always assume, oh, you're just lazy and you love to eat and sleep. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of animals, um, I wanted to hear some animal stories. (laughs) What is the most uncomfortable encounter you've ever had with an animal? I have a couple. Go. It maybe has something to do with why I don't really care for them now. Mm, But when I was little, I used to go to my aunt's house who had a pool like for the summer. And she had like one of those really annoying. They're not like chihuahuas. They're fluffy, but they're still like. Poodles. They're like Mm. fluffy chihuahuas. You know what I'm saying? Poodles. Like a kind of Pomeranian. Maybe. Are they they poodles? Um. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what dog breeds there are. Oh, I know which one you're but talking like about. I know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter what it is. Any small dogs, kick them. Like I hate dogs. I'm sorry. Don't kick them. I was just kidding. Yeah, but literally, yeah. It's like short man syndrome, but for dogs. Um, yeah, they bark a lot. Literally, and they're so racist. They would chase me around the living room, like biting my ankles. So that was really fun. I was just trying to have a relaxing day at the pool, but instead, I'm chased by small ass aggressive dog um (laughs) i used to live with my grandparents and like all of my like aunts were also living there because they were still like teenagers at the time one of my aunts is like a huge animal lover so they she had like two three cats i think one was named puss the other one was named boots that's tight. I'll let you connect. I like, I like her. Had- I would just be one animal puss, and that's it. That would be yeah. my only pet. <laughs> well, those cats had fleas, and so I would wake up, like, every morning with, like, a hundred new, like, flea bites. Oh, so now, also, I'm, like, very allergic to anything that bites me, like insects. Mm, and maybe that's where you got your vampirism from. Yeah, so those are my two fun stories about animals. 
Hmm. Hmm. You know, I have similar stories where I was attacked by two dogs, two different dogs on separate occasions when I was growing up. One was when I was a baby. And so I think that traumatized me early on. And then my great aunt, she had cats that would get flea infestations every summer. And it was like when you walked into the house, they would jump up on your legs and you could see it on your legs to that point. But I still love animals. (laughs) I still like it didn't deter you. That's great. Yeah, but it was horrifying. Uh, especially for dogs to chase you when you're a little kid. One of them was a big dog, like a greyhound or something. And they were, or no, maybe it was a Doberman because I remember my aunt's boyfriend was kind of using them as um, guard dogs for, eh, he's some douchebag. He's like, look at my suede shoes. Look at this ism. And he's like, I need my dogs to protect my fish tank. Um, So uh, I think he was training them to be aggressive. And then they like chased me down and I ended up, hiding in a car it was a very Cujo situation I thought I was gonna die and maybe in some ways I did Honey, what's your most uncomfortable animal encounter have you been fighting sharks or anything I'm allergic to dogs and cats and thus like because of that I do not like put myself in positions to fuck with dogs and or cats um, but I fuck with cats low key. Like I wish I wasn't allergic to cats because they're like chill. Like they're like vibed out. Like just chilling and vibing and shit. Like the dog would be like, <laughs> like all up in your shit. I'm like, bro, back up. Like be blue. Like I'm chilling. Like be cool. Like you're doing too much. Um, but uncomfortable animal stories. Um, I I. Probably. Oh, I had a, uh, in my last house that I lived in, um, I was renting a room from this white family. Shout out. They know who they are. I hope you guys are watching this. I love you guys. Um, and they had a big ass dog. Uh, we called it horse dog. I called it horse dog because that motherfucker was big as fuck. Um, his name was Doobie and that mother. Oh, perfect. I got it now. Okay. So I came home from grocery shopping or whatever. And like I said, this motherfucker is big, like big body. And I fucking opened the door, and they would always come and fucking attack me and shit when I first moved there because they're fucking racist. Dogs are racist. They only bark at fucking – I'm light-skinned, but, like, the dark-skinned homies that I have, like, they be barking at them. Anyways, I closed – like, I didn't even close the door all the way, but it's, like, behind me at this point. I turn around, and this dog, like, gallops to me, big-ass motherfucker, and he, like, linebacker reroutes me two in the chest. Boom, I, like, fall back. And, like, if he didn't, like, if there wasn't a door behind me, I would have, like, fell on my ass. Like, I would I would have got shot down by that big-ass dog. Um, and I didn't because there was a door. But I was, like, oh, look, you about to fuck that fool up. I was, like, hey, bro, you want to put hands on me? Bro, I can put hands on you. Like, stop playing with me. I mean, like, I'll really fuck you up. I'm going to put these ramen noodles away, and I'm going to fuck your ass up. Like, I don't play with that. <laughs> yeah, that shit was not cool. I would love to see you just clock a dog just full <laughs> I'm not trying to get Peter called Robin on me, but like, hey, bro, you put your hands on me, I'm gonna put my, you know what I mean? It's 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 reciprocations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eye for an eye, right? Dogs know the Bible. I agree with you. The it's interesting with dogs are racist because I have a dog who was a street dog for the first five years of her life. She actually has a very sad story. She had just given birth to puppies right before we adopted her, so her her nipples were still all swollen 
And she was always trying to escape. And we think it's because she was trying to find her puppies. It was this very sad story of mother and children. And she is weird and dumb. And she'll just stare. Allura is mad at her. She just is the dog that stares. Oh, my God. Her I have a video of her. And it's so funny. <laughs> it's just for like 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, just a blink vacant gaze i said it's i've never related to anything more it was amazing <laughs> yeah. dogs kind of suck like sometimes she'll just sit there and what's, what's yeah, that about she, like, it's it's very sad man. okay but anyway she is she's not racist in the typical way that you would expect like dark our skin equals barking she barks at white people and old white people. She's all about dismantling the system. I love it. That gaze is one of the future. She is seeing our world made anew. So every time um, old ladies walk down the street, especially if they're carrying a bag or an umbrella, she loses her shit. And anytime a, a white man comes to our house, like my husband's friends or something, she goes crazy and jumps all over them so some dogs you know she's from the hood that's know why she's from the trenches yeah yeah she's a true long beach dog yeah. she's she from around the way she knows what time it is yeah i like so her she knows so there's some some good dogs out there is she a little dog so for new year um she's kind of a mid-sized okay, dog cool, 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 cool. i don't know what she's mixed with because she <laughs> she looks like a like a salvador dolly painting or it's like a normal size dog body but on very long skinny legs um as if you would like flick her paw and her legs would just crumble like crack like dry spaghetti noodles or something so i like the fragility of her it makes me feel why do, why do people like dogs like what is the, what is what does it do for you like if they don't even like some of them don't even fetch like what's the point you want just one that will perform for you okay I, so I want a cat. given my childhood <laughs> yeah okay so i agree with you growing up given my past experiences with dogs i was such a cat person i had this cat that lived like 19 years and she was awesome because she hated everyone just like i do and she would hiss and scratch at people but then when she'd come to me she was truly loyal like she made me feel like the only worthy person in the universe because she just curl up with me so i'm a total cat person but my husband is allergic to cats mm. like hardcore asthma attack and everything and then when our daughter got to the age where she wanted a pet, she really wanted a dog. And inside I was thinking, God damn it, parenting is the worst. Like, I don't want to have a dog. I just have to play pretend and act like I like this little sack of shit. Mm. And, and I got to pick up its poop and, you know, succumb to the, the master that is the animal. And like, oh, I was so against it. But then we found this dog who I feel like is maybe the reincarnation of my grandfather who was a career military man and who would cuss people out. And when he'd get really angry, he would march around naked and yell at people. Uh, so I feel like it's the reincarnation of him maybe mixed with a drag queen from Georgia. And I just really like this dog's personality. So our little Conan turned me around and now I kind of like dogs because they get really in tune with your emotions. You know, when my grandmother died and I was crying, he'd put his paw on my shoulder and he'd nuzzle me. And um, now when I'm up late at night, 
<laughs> the other night, I was so anxious and just hating the world and myself. And I wasn't saying or doing anything. I was just sitting on the couch, torturing myself inside as I'm a pro at. And he started trembling and his eyes were like bulging out of the sockets. And then he barfed. That's crazy. So he's my emotional mirror. <laughs> that was a triumphant story. Man's best friend. Thank you. I feel like my dog is the only one who sees me. So I guess that's why I keep the dogs. Mm-hmm. It's therapy. Wow. Yeah, wow. But I, I also prefer. <laughs> wow. You know, the best thing about going to therapy is when I tell a story and the therapist goes, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you win therapy. And you're like, wow. Literally. Yeah. She, she's like writing it in her notes. She's like, something new happened today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Auntie, your life is fucking so, insane, high key. Like, your fucking life is a movie for sure. Oh my God. It would be the most boring movie. Oh ever. my goodness. It would be the most action packed, no like psychological thriller. <laughs> like, it would be a blockbuster hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many explosions. Yeah. So many. Like Pursuit of Happiness yeah, with I Inception. Always... Like, did it really even happen? Like, did this life really even <laughs> like. <laughs> okay. So back to New Year's. There's a lot of superstitions that come with New Year's. I have to clean my whole fucking house to get all the bad juju out. I cut my hair, as you can see. I like to cut a good six inches off every year to get rid of the bad luck and the demons that plague my mind. And Tony, I know that you're a huge sports fan. Like all of your posts is just Chargers this, and I don't understand anything about football, but I know it's very important to you. And I know that in the sports community, there's superstitions and rituals to make sure that your team wins. So I want to know what kind of superstitions do you have? And do you get very uncomfortable if you can't follow a certain routine or ritual to carry that superstition out? I, lo- I love that question. Um, I kind of have like lucky uh, articles of clothing. So in high school, I bought these um, boxers with green four leaf green, four clover leaf thingies. You know what I'm saying? Four clover. How do you say it? Someone say it. Mm-hmm. Four leaf four clover. Leaf clover. Thank you. Four leaf clover. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and they had four leaf clovers on them, and they were my lucky boxers. Uh, lost my virginity in them. Let's get let's get into it. Um, found twenty dollars on the ground one time. Lucky <laughs> Found twenty dollars on the ground one time. Ooh. Like. I would wear them on all of my games, um, and they were my lucky undies. But I bought them, like, freshman, sophomore year. And then senior year, um, I bent over to grip something off the ground, and they ripped RIP to the lucky bees. But do you still yeah. have them? That has nothing to do with the Chargers. No, nah, I threw them away. It's kind of, yeah. But, I mean, I, I tell I – tell, they, they live on through me. You know what I mean? I tell the story every, every now and again. Every uh, red moon, but yeah, so uh, just lucky articles of clothing. And then in terms of going to the Charger games, like, um, it's kind of just like why when we lose, I'm like, all right, who did I watch the game with? What jersey was I wearing? And I'm not watching the game with that person anymore. Me and my best friend, Big Joe, shout out blood. I love you, brother. Um, we went, we every like for we've been best friends for like five, six years. And we're both diehard Charger fans. 
every single game we watched together, we lost until like just this year. And I was like mm-hmm. telling this fool, I was like, bro, like you're not allowed over to watch the games anymore, bro. Like I don't want to hang out with you on football Sunday and I want nothing to do with you. Um, but then we finally broke the curse. And, yeah, it's pretty much just, like, who am I with and what jersey was I wearing? Because, obviously, it's obviously. my fault if we lost because of the jersey I, was, I chose to wear. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my superstitions mm-hmm. for the football. Go Chargers, Go by the way. We Chargers. should make the playoffs. I, I'm high-fiving both of you because I know you guys care a lot. So. Hooray. I do like wings because everybody loves football. And so I end up going to parties or whatever. I like how I sound so cool. I'm going to all these parties for football games. I do like wings. So that's do you like dry wings and then like to dip them in sauces or do you like wet? And if you do like what, what's like your favorite sauce on top? Thank you. Okay. This is a great question, Alara. I really like a wet wing with buffalo sauce. Very boring, very traditional, I know. But it's hard to beat when you're dipping it in a ranch or a blue cheese if you're feeling like a real rich guy Mm. that day. Ooh, chunky blue cheese. But I also like the dry rub of lemon pepper or a garlic parmesan. And then you can dip that in whatever you want because it's delicious as it is. Now, as for a plain wing that I'm dipping in sauce, like barbecue or whatever, I haven't really had that experience where it's been satisfying. I think I like it already on there or tossed already. It just is sticking to it better. It's like marinated a little bit more. Um, and uh, I, I love a mango habanero. Has a mango habanero that's also really good. Yes. And you know, my husband. When we go to Buffalo Wild Wings, he always orders Asian Zing, and I'm equally offended <laughs> and titillated. What's your favorite? Um, well, I like the plain, like, crispy, but they have to be crispy, okay? They have to, like, be seasoned just a little bit, but just, like, plain seasoning. But I love all the sauces on the sides, so I can just, like, dip every single bite in, like, a different sauce. Oh, okay. okay. I do love... Huh? Mm-hmm. That's very freeing. Yeah. That's very freeing, actually. Because you're not so then to one sauce. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You're full of oil. <laughs> but I do love, you know, the traditional buffalo <laughs> wet. <laughs> but I typically, typically I like it dry with many yeah, options. Yeah, get it wet. <laughs> Yeah, you do like it dry. <laughs> That's a sound bite. We got, got her. it. We got her, folks. <laughs> and that'll be the show tonight. Thank you guys. <laughs> so, I guess with that, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much, Tane, for joining us. We had so much fun. Um, please follow us on Instagram. Our website is officially up and running. Um, and subscribe. So until next time, make good choices.